Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can know what we're doing during this lovely season with all of our rankings and you can sign up to uh, play our fun dice game through FanDuel. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash her fantasy football. I am your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I am Brandon Marianne Lee. Yay. <laughs> Not good enough for two, but good enough for three or four names right there. I, we always like that. Get them out of your lineups. Oh, wait, just a moment. Finally, no teams are on. Bye. Finally. Woo. Although sad for us, it's more for us to talk about and longer to do our outlines, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I realized how bad one of my teams in, in one of my leagues is now that everybody's, like, full, and I realize this is my roster. And you still don't have anyone. <laughs> and I have no one. And I have, It's our family league, and I have no one. I looked at him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this league is so bad. It's so bad. Like I Spiraled out of control. Spiraled out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of my hands. Out of it. Well, let's get straight into it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. So we will dive straight into our Thanksgiving games Thursday morning at 12.30 Eastern time. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, 4 and 6, the Detroit Lions, 3 and 7. Oh, the lovely Eagles. How I love to talk about you. Not really. I can't. I can't do it. You get an easy matchup while everyone on your team is injured, and you go and get seven fantasy points to Marco Murray. It amazes me. And I can't even blame him. He only had 13 attempts. It's Chip Kelly, and he is not to be trusted. Are you happy there's talk of every Chip Kelly being fired, Courtney? He should be fired. He should be fired. He destroyed that team. He destroyed that team, and he his offensive scheme is just not working. He set that team up to be just what he wanted, and it, it is proving how he cannot do it. He can't do it. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Tell us how you really it's feel, really Courtney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Courtney's well, going to dress as Chip Kelly for Halloween next year. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should. A little, like, should, devil. Yeah, home. you should make one of your kids, DeMarco Murray, the other one, like, Jordan Matthews. Oh, my gosh. I totally should. I totally should. Because I like Jordan Matthews. I really do. And I feel so bad for him. Then, I will get to him yeah. in just a second. And then when they trick-or-treat, they can say, trick-or-treat, sorry we were a disappointment. It's Chip Kelly's fault. And I'd be like, it's me. I was Brandon Cooks, and they t- he turned it around. I'm telling you. That's true. Got to put the mojo around. out there. Maybe you should address this Chip brand. Week Maybe this would have been better. Week 12. This the thing is like they it's not that they don't have good games. DeMarco Murray's had several good games, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the second you think he's gonna have like a blow up game, he doesn't because Chip Kelly can't d- doesn't just go with the flow ever. He has to make everything so difficult. I can yeah, only I imagine can. being his wife. Um. Anyways, Darren <laughs> Sproles was great for the th- third time this year, but he too cannot be trusted under Chip Kelly. And as for Jordan Matthews, my poor soul, I love him. It's just not fantasy relevant anymore. And Brennan talked about it. She's like, 
do you think he might have the chance with Mark Sanchez coming back? Because they had so much chemistry. I was like, you know, I don't know. It's possible. But it's not. But it's not. You can't. You can't. Because Chip Kelly did it again. It was the only glimmer of hope. It was, Brandon. And it was, I thought, yeah. what a great point. And then I realized who their coach was. And no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Zach Ertz and Ryan Matthews have been ruled out uh, both through concussions. So get them out of your lineups. Mark Sanchez was ever so lovely with his two mm-hmm. touchdowns and three interceptions. Classic. 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 Uh, we still don't know who's <laughs> starting tomorrow, nope. Thursday nope. Uh, game, whether it's Mark Sanchez or Bradford. So that's yes. always fun. Um, and listen, this is a great matchup for this team going up against the Detroit Lions. For all of them. For every single player. Um, well, the Lions defense has gotten better. It has gotten yeah. better. He's gotten a lot better over the last few weeks. The, yeah, the most green. But, yeah, I mean, it has gotten a lot better. <laughs> but um, Come on. They're going to get better after this week. I can guarantee you that. So Mm -hmm. let's just leave it at that. If I had to put my money anywhere, it would not be on any of the Eagles. Go Lions! Are you trying to say that the Eagles are going to pad the Lions' stats? Can't disagree with you. I can't (laughs) disagree with you. Oh, yeah. So the Lions. So Matthew Stafford did not quite hit the 300 yards mark. He was close. Close. He was close. close. Oh, what, like 284 or something I want to say at the end of the day? Yeah, it was um, really good. As I th- and I thought he'd get close. Well, I said he'd be over 300. But he still had a good game. And he landed himself just right out of the top five. He was, you know, right in the 6-7 range of play on the league that you're in the settings that you have. So this is a good matchup. So depending on who you have as a starter, he might not be a bad choice to stream this week. Because, again, it's the Eagles. And I agree. they're a bit of a nightmare. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't think it's a horrible idea. Now, Calvin Johnson owners have not exactly gotten the season that they were hoping for in terms of, you know, past seasons scoring and whatnot. But he has had over 80 yards in the past five straight games. With that said, he's only topped 86 yards one time this season. But he has an intriguing matchup this week against an Eagles secondary that has been struggling. So perhaps this is the week that he has more than 86 yards. I think it could hey, be. Hey, maybe. Yeah. Now, Cal- I hope so. Yeah. Now, Calvin Johnson. Although, I know I'm going to get a solid eight points out of him, too. And that, you know, that's nice. To say. As I say, you can't be too mad by the fact he's giving you eight points the past five weeks. I mean, really. But here's the thing is that Calvin Johnson seems to show up in prime time. And it's a Thanksgiving Day game. I think he's going to do well. And now, Calvin Johnson's ankle was limited for two days this week thus far by practicing. But this is, I think, a situation of resting their vet, all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, while he's listed as questionable, he is expected to play. And did I mention that the Eagles give up the second most points to wide receivers? I think this, oh, yeah. this is the week where he's going to get you more than eight points. I'm telling you it's going to happen. Like, Eric Ebron, I can't guarantee that. I can't. Uh, he had zero catches on only two targets against the Raiders last week. So what happened? Well, Ebron dropped a touchdown and then basically got phased out of the game plan. That's kind of what happened there. So Ebron said his recent struggles will end this week. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to be optimistic as he's only been, you know, he's only had seven total catches for 52 yards the past three weeks. Not great. Now, Ebron, it was an interesting situation, has said he's had to make some minor adjustments due to the new offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. I just want to say his name whenever I can. Mm-hmm. You every know, every, every week. week. Every yeah. week I got to throw a little Jim Bob Cooter in there. 
But because of the new offense, Ebron hasn't quite caught on as much. He says that Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter, says he wants things different ways. Sorry, Ebron said about his offense. He wants things different ways, so you just have to adjust to him. And as soon as I got comfortable where I was at, we had a change. So now I just got to adjust to it and just pick up where I left off. I'll be all right. Guys, this is a great example of how changing the coaching staff can help other people and greatly affect other players in a negative way that maybe don't catch on to new schemes quite as quickly. So that's the situation there. Now, Eric Ebron... There's a dog freaking out. I know. (laughs) Rizzy. She's getting used to her new home. Yeah. We're going to wait one second so that my fiancé can walk in so my dog shuts up. Um, We could just keep going. It's a podcast. There can be dogs. I know. Well, here's the thing. My dog, she's so freaky smart. She now has got our our, uh, door beeps memorized. So when I park, even if I'm literally up the street, she hears the beep, she loses it. She loses it and just starts barking until you walk in the door. Like clockwork. And then she's kind of creepy. She sits up in the windowsill like a cat and just waits for you to get home and just like stares you down as you walk up to the door. Anyway, he's walked in so I can cut this out and move on. All right. (laughs) Eric Ebron, he does have a beat up quadricep in his hand. He was limited in practice. But he's probable to play. Again, play him at your own risk. He hasn't done great. And then stay away from all the running backs because they're still very much in running back by committee, and it's a horrible matchup for them. So per usual, stay away. Awesome. <laughs> Carolina Panthers 10-0, the Dallas Cowboys 3-7 and at 4.30 Eastern on Thursday. Cam Newton is amazing. I love him. He is amazing. And, and by the way, what a terrible example. Horrible, horrible role model for all children. Yeah, just see him doing his little, okay. his little turkey thing and doing the turkey I, dinner. The guy is just a uh, horrible guy. human being. Horrible. Horrible. But there is a video. They mic'd him up last week when he threw for his five touchdowns. It's really exciting. But they actually have him interacting with a ton of kids before the game. So you actually hear him mic'd up and hugging kids and, and them being like, yeah, we're going to win today, right? He's like, I, that's what I'm planning on. Yep, yep. And, like, you know, it's just adorable. And then also him, like, making fun of a referee for being like, he's like, how old are you? 13? What? How old are you? And he's like this <laughs> tiny little man. He's like a referee. He's like, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm 36. He's like, what? What? And he was like, his mind was just like, Psh. And Cam Newton's, of course, sitting next to him, and he's like the largest man ever. Right. So it was hilarious. <laughs> you have to watch it. I posted it to our Facebook page. So go check it out, facebook.com forward slash her fantasy football. Um, it's an adorable video. But he's the man. He scored uh, 20 or more fantasy points in his last three games. Dallas gives up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks, but you're not going to put Cam Newton on your bench. No. I'm not. I love Heck him. No. Are you not a little – I'm kind of surprised someone hasn't done some sort of, like, footloose parody with Cam Newton about how he's not supposed to dance, you know? Or if he should do the footloose dance in the end zone now. You what? should make it up, Ashley. You should email no, him. See yeah, you should do this. I should. Everybody cut footloose. Uh, Greg Olson is a must-start, always scored a touchdown in five of his last seven games. They give up the 11th fewest tight ends, but again, doesn't matter. He's borderline receiver, Jonathan Stewart. He now has, this is interesting, you guys, he may be one of my favorite running backs in the league right now, knock on wood. Jonathan Stewart has six games in a row now with 20 or more carries. Double digits in all games in standard scoring leagues except for one. Okay, he has the best matchup of the week with Dallas giving up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Uh, Yeah. 
Start them. Start them in daily, Maybe too. this is the season that players that are supposed to break don't break. Like, he usually falls apart. I know. Injury-wise. So talking about Darren McFadden, McFadden here in a second. Too, exactly. Yeah, so. It's like... It's like brittle versus brittle, but they're both balling, so who am I, right? So every touchdown, everyone got a touchdown last week. Every single person got one, but let's look at the targets. Tedkin Jr. and Devin Funches both got eight targets last week, and then it was Greg Olson and Jericho Cotchery for six. I actually think that the emergence of um, Devin Funches is helping Ted Ginn. He's performing a little bit better. I think Ted Ginn should be a number two guy anyway, so Dallas gives up the fifth fewest points. It's kind of a dart throw either way, but... Just wanted to put that out there that these are two guys. And Devin Funches might still be available in your league if you are desperate. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. is probable with a knee injury. Will play. Corey Brown questionable with a shoulder injury. Likely will play. Cowboys. Tony Romo saving America. Always. <laughs> always. It happened. Do you know that the Dallas Cowboys are favored in this game? How disgusting is that? Of course they It's are. disrespectful. It was yeah. really funny. Totally not on the well, kind of on the Tony Romo train. You know his, his commercials with the crownies. I love the crownies. I love yeah. it too. And I was like, Tim, maybe we should have crownies at our wedding. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Would that be great? Crownies. Yes, so good, yeah. so good. All right, so um, clearly uh, Tony Romo needed to kick off some cobwebs. Two interceptions. Yeah. No one likes seeing that. Uh, and Carolina gives it the third fewest points to quarterbacks. So even if he does save America, you may not want him on your fantasy team this week. Carolina gives it the 15th fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. But Darren McFadden, another game with 29 carries. Doesn't stop. Amazing. <sighs> 129 yard performance. I'm so scared for him. Probable with a groin, but it's the same groin that they gave him 29 carries on. So they don't care. So I don't care. Play him. Maybe that. <laughs> Hold on. Weird theory. Maybe the yeah. problem back with Derek McFadden before was they didn't play him enough. Maybe. Maybe his muscles weren't, you know, warmed up and he kept the coming in and out and not being fully in a groove is what the problem was. In his early 20s, he should have gotten 40 carries a game. Absolutely. Des Bryant did get a touchdown. He'll probably score in every game the rest of the season. I don't know. A whole lot of upside here. It does sound like uh, Josh Norman, phenom cornerback, is going to be trailing him the whole game. So... I mean, it's Dez, so you, you don't care. You play him anyway. Terrence Williams is finally actually good now that he's a number two guy. That's right. That's where he belongs. But if you need him in a flex position, I'm okay with it. Cole Beasley, one catch for 14 yards. Just want to check in with you guys. Beasley, Beasley check-in. Beasley, Beasley check-in. Check <laughs> and I don't know viable. anything about Jason Witten, you guys. I'm a little scared. Uh, they do give the 19th most points to tight ends, which isn't a lot. But for them, it's a good matchup for Carolina because they're just so good on defense. But, um, yeah, he only got three targets last week. I don't know. I think you probably have better options than Jason Witten. Yeah. Sad. Chicago Bears, 4-6, and six, the Green Bay Packers. That's the night game for Thursday night, 8.30. Great. So I keep telling you guys, Chicago is not terrible. No. I know that their record does not show it, but they put up a fight against Denver. They're not terrible. Jay Cutler, congratulations. He had his third child with his uh, rich and very successful wife, Kristen Cavalieri. Um, they had a new baby girl, and they named her Sailor Cutler. And then, ironically, Bristol Palin of the not married with child variety, um, posted on Twitter that, yeah, that day that you find out that Kristen Cavalieri is naming her baby the same name you're naming, and she showed a picture of her with two things <coughs> monogrammed with the name Sailor on it. 
but it's S-A-I-L-O-R instead of S-A-Y-L-O-R. Hmm. Very different. So sailor. Uh, correlation. Interesting. I'd never heard sailor before anyway. So two and people. Palin and Cavalier. Sailor. Well, both reality stars. Both reality stars. That's right. I'm totally right. down for weird names. I just don't know if I'd go with Sailor. I'm not because I have one, and I can tell you it's a pain in the tush. Well, it reminds me of like <laughs> people are like, "Hey, buddy. Hey, partner. Hey, Sailor." You know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's my team. I like it though. No, no judging here. Go for yeah. it. Go for oh, it. Oh, go for it. I just know that when you uh, try to get a passport, it'll be tricky. Yeah, there's plenty of other reasons why you should judge the Cutlers than uh, their naming of their children. Yeah, but I do want to tell you how she came <laughs> up with the name. So she said, you know, that she's stealing Jay's heart, and she goes, she goes well, we picked out the, this girl's name when I was pregnant with our first. I met a woman and her dog, and I loved her dog's name. And funny enough, it was the name she had picked out if she had a girl, but she had boys, so she used it on her dog instead. It's a great, Love. it's a great story to tell your daughter. <laughs> so I met this great this dog and a I dog. I named park. you after the stranger's dog. A stranger's dog. Yeah, sailor. Hey, everyone, hey, come it's into cute. It. It's cute. Come into it. It you do cute. you. It's cute. Why am I bringing this up? Because I know Courtney, especially, is a big fan of anything involved with your family. This could be a big game. Does babies yeah. fall into that, or do babies fall into the you're so tired you've had no sleep you might have a horrible game? Well, T.Y. Yeah. Hilton had that big game. T.Y. Hilton true. had the big game. Um, I believe Philip Rivers' game after his ninth was his first bad game, and then it oh. started going back and back. Richard Matthews put up one point last Sorry, week yeah. and he dedicated the game to his his um, so brother that, who died in service. That didn't work out. So but it was, was also a, a monsoon. It was a weird game. But Cutler's playing well, up. right? Like you know, better no. than, be, well, better, than, better than expected. So it could be good. And I would imagine they probably have a baby nurse that during season so that Jay sleeps. To help Kristen. Oh, I'm sure. Right. They have like four. Jay's not doing anything, I'm sure. But I just wanted to bring it up because it is a large (laughs) life event and it seems like they're very happy. And I, you know, so it could play a role. It just happened. Um, But Jay Cutler only scored 14 points against Green Bay in week one when they already faced them. He had an okay game against Denver, but Denver's a tough defense. But Green Bay's not exactly slacking. So it's, you know. Green Bay's a tough defense. Yeah, so there are issues here. Also, Martellus Bennett's been ruled out, but that means that you can freely play Zach Miller, who's been stealing all of Martellus Bennett's stats anyway. So uh, Green Bay gives up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. He is the play of the week for the Bears. Uh, Eddie Royal's been ruled out, for those of you in crazy, crazy, weird deep leagues. Uh, Matt Forte's list is questionable. Sounds like he's going to play. Sorry, Jeremy Langford. It was so fun while it lasted. Well, what do you think about that? I'm nervous. I I think, well, first of all, Matt Forte traditionally plays really well against Green Bay. I think they will use him a lot against the Packers. Unless he's not fully healed. Um, so there's that. I, I, I think this is a horrible situation, but I think if you have Matt Forte, you have to play him. If you have Jeremy Langford and you have a better option, I think you have to play the better option. If you have to play Langford, you cross your fingers, but I, I don't, I think that's not your going, favorite play this week. Yeah. It's not my favorite play. Yeah. I he wasn't Langford even getting, you what? I have Langford benched this week in hopes that even if he does blow up, that that'll mean that Matt Forte will be benched and Langford will be the starter. Yeah. Fingers crossed. 
Well, let it all go down on my bench, not on my actual team. I just don't know how you can realistically bench and do a timeshare with a top five running back the past five years. Look at, look at Well, he Manning. was just okay the last two games. But, yeah, or the last one game, I'm sorry. He was just okay against Denver. But he was good against St. Louis, and that was a big deal. I and mean, before that. Yeah. I, I, I feel nervous about starting either of them. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, but I, I don't know. As of right now, I think it's going to be Forte. Could be wrong. And I apologize. <laughs> In advance. Uh, Alshon Jeffries said it's tomorrow. Check on it. He didn't play last week. He's listed as questionable with both a shoulder and a groin injury. Uh, I worry about him. Also, Green Bay gives up the 10th fewest points to opposing wide receivers. So it's not like it's a great matchup anyway. Uh, if you are desperate and kind of a contrarian play would be Marcus Wilson. Again, I mean, he had 102 yards last week against Denver's nasty defense on four passes. So can't argue with that. I, th- I think you could do worse at that position. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, remember when I said I thought that James Jones was going to get some street cred for coming out there and taking responsibility for his two targets and zero catches? He was the only wide receiver who took responsibility. Well, yeah, nice. 11 targets, six catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown and a two-point conversion last week. He was fantastic. About time. Um, I look for him to continue that, about that. And then Randall Cobb, nine targets, two catches, 24 yards. What? Yeah. Sad. But he had a touchdown, so he didn't completely <laughs> blow it for you. But what's That's going right. on with Cobb? That's It's Two out of nine. Yeah, it's been, it's been and weird. And it's not like he has, you know, Matt Schaub throwing him the ball. We'll talk about that later. And then Richard Rodgers, five targets, three catches for seven yards. It's not good. But that's a lot of targets for tight end. Yeah. And then Devontae Adams, four targets, three catches for 36 yards after that monster targets game the week before. Yeah. Who knows? They're trolling us. And you want to know You want to know what else they're doing? They're trolling us with Eddie Lacy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We trolling. knew that was coming, though. There was no way trolling. they were going to fully bench Eddie Lacy yeah, all year. No, no, no. 22 carries, but only 100 yards. It just Starks is back to being completely irrelevant. You start Aaron Rodgers always, even though, you know, Olivia Munn throwing a wrench and everything. Man, what a problem she is. Off-field issues. So ridiculous. They, they bring Olivia Munn into it. Unbelievable. <laughs> you guys, like... But as Ashley was saying in the pre-show, we kind of chit-chat beforehand that, you know, they did the same thing to Serena Williams about Drake. Yeah. That's why she didn't get the Serena slam. Mm -hmm. You guys, come on. Come on. Turns out professionals can actually still do their job and date someone at the same time. Screw that. If I have a bad show, I immediately go home and blame my husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the hell? <laughs> but somebody pointed out that. they're like, hey, Tom Brady's been married to a supermodel for years, and he seems to be doing just fine. He's doing okay. He's doing yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm. All right. Sunday morning games, guys. New Orleans Saints, four and six, the Houston Texans, five and five. Love it. Yes. Game of the week, perhaps? No. No, no. Um, no, this one's too. This one's this could be interesting actually, because both of these teams are actually ticking up the last few weeks, right? So their their record does not necessarily reflect that they they are performing better. But the Saints' defensive coordinator Rob Bryan, we mentioned it, I believe, last week. 
Uh, but they were out on bye. So we're mentioning again, he was fired on Monday, November 16th. So he's no longer the head coach. I think we all saw this coming because the Saints defense was so appalling. Historically bad. I mean, just awful. So I'm sad for you, Rob Ryan. But, you know, the tide has changed. They'll still be bad. So don't go crazy and think you can go pick up the Saints defense. But just saying, you know, change, change has happened. Now you're no, but I'm not as I'm not as convinced that the Texans are going to have a great game, like other teams have done against the Saints. I think they're going to have a good game, but I don't think they're going to. They're have not like going to have a monster Kirk game. Kirk Cousins, like most thirty-three weeks. points games. I don't think oh, so. I, I think it'll be. Ooh. I don't think ooh, so. Ooh, ooh. Change of coaches, changes things up. People's people's think their jobs are going to get canned. I think that. I think this is going to be a. I fall right in between you guys. Yeah. Well, you're playing Drew Brees, guys, because, well, he's Drew Brees, and he's a top-10 quarterback this year. There's nothing about this matchup that should make you worried about playing him. Play Drew Brees and feel good about it. Mark Ingram's shoulder was limited in practice on Wednesday, but we are told that his shoulder injury isn't expected to be a major concern after resting last week during their bye. Although I might ask, why is he still limited in practice when he had almost a whole two weeks off? That has me a bit concerned. You know, usually by this point, he would be practicing in full if it's not a concern. So, you know, keep an eye on him. I mean, I think he's going to play. But I I would feel better about a little more favorable reports that he played and practiced in full before you feel confident wholly inserting him into your starting lineup. Now, if you think you'll be fine playing with any – sorry, I think you'll be fine playing with any of the receivers this week. While it's not a great matchup, being that the Texans give up the 11th fewest points to wide receivers – Breeze says, you know, has to throw to someone. And if you're going to lean one way, it is with Cooks. He is back in our good graces. Brandon Cooks is back to why you drafted him. Feel good about it. I think it's going to be fine. And then, as always, avoid Spiller. <laughs> yep. As far as the Texans are concerned, I say yes, New Orleans Saints defense. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced that losing Rob Ryan is going to change all you that much. You just sound a little bit like, um, what's his name? With the watch and Pulp Fiction, the, the dancer, Slim, Slim. <laughs> okay. Um, What's his name? We'll let you think about that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. But we uh, have yeah, yeah. Oh, What's his name? Okay. Hold okay. on. Um, anyway, so DeAndre Hopkins is the real deal. So I don't care even if they do get a little bit better. They're still not better than DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Gosh, he murdered me in, like, all of my links. Yeah, if you played against him last week, you cried. <sighs> and everything, yes. He was good. Yeah. No one gives up the ninth most points to wide receivers. Um, sure. It's fine. I also think Nate Washington's going to have a bounce back against this team. Cecil Shorts. Oh, they I had know. him running the ball, throwing the ball. He threw a touchdown last week. Cecil Shorts. It's nuts. So, so um, he might even be decent. Brian Hoyer has 17 or more fantasy points in every game that he has completed as the undisputed start of the season. That's his floor. Yeah. Great. So great. I like him against the Saints, and I'm even taking a chance on Alfred Blue. People, hey, I'm okay 20, with that. Twenty touches last week. I think he's the real deal. So, um, l- let me take that back. He's I think he's the real deal this week. Okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. not go talking crazy. Yeah. He's no, no, no. Good I'm not losing week. my mind. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think they're gonna yeah. they're gonna get up. I think they're gonna use DeAndre Hopkins big time first half, and then run the ball a lot more in the second half. I like it. Good. It was Christopher Walken, friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. St. Louis Rams, four and six. The Cincinnati Bengals, eight and two. 
Well, Brandon's boy, Case Keenum, <laughs> suffered a concussion in the team's final drive last week against the Baltimore Ravens. That was his problem. That, that must have been the problem since it was on the final drive. That's why he got five fantasy points. Yes. That had to be it. <laughs> um, just, despite the concussion, and I'm going to be kind and say average play with 136 yards, one touchdown, and two fumbles, Case Keenum will get the start this week against the Cincinnati Bengals if he is healthy. Do note that he was limited in practice on Wednesday. I'm going to go ahead. I, I ranked Nick Foles. I'm going to venture to guess that Brandon's going to tell you to play Hoyer over Case Keenum this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, Hoyer had a concussion last week. I couldn't tell you that. That's true. But you know what? He still managed more than five points. On average, this is four, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just told you it's 417. I know, yeah. Well, Case Keenum's four is five. Okay, I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, Todd Gurley has got a great floor. So Todd Gurley ran 25 times for 66 yards, which could have been better off 25 attempts, certainly. But he did have a touchdown against the Ravens. He was not targeted in the passing game, which was unusual because he is using the passing game a decent amount. Uh, But we are seeing again that he's got the high floor. So like we're saying, if that's the worst you're going to get, that's I'm okay with that. Let's hope the offense gels a bit more this week, you know, with another week of practice with uh, our boy Case Keenum under the, you know, under the belt. So... I feel, I feel good about Todd Gurley this week. I feel good about Todd Gurley every week. So, again, high floor. Love it. Now it's time for Brandon's Taven Austin check-in. We already did the Cole Beasley check-ins. So now let's do a Taven Austin check-in. Well, not great, people. Not no. great. <laughs> he was held to just one reception for another five yards. And on top of that, he was targeted only five times. Sadly, to add salt to the wound... His special teams play wasn't much better with only one run for 16 yards and lost a fumble. Ouch. Although this probably means that he's going to blow up this week because that's how he rolls. Although it is not a great matchup. So I would not roll the dice on him unless you're in a fantasy potential and you're really banking on Case Keenan performing better. Yeef. And then in sad news, Stedman Bailey was involved in a shooting incident on Tuesday while in a car in Florida. He was shot twice in the head, and the driver of the car was also shot when a car pulled up to them. There were two minors in the car as well. They did not suffer any injuries, my understanding. Please do not know yet who shot them. The good news is the injuries are not considered life-threatening. He had surgery on Wednesday and is in stable condition, again, with non-life-threatening injuries. He is out of surgery and will be in intensive care for three to five days, which seems actually kind of short to me. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but prayers and thoughts are with you for you know a speedy recovery. Sad news. I think there was actually three kids in the back of the seat. Oh, Two was of there? Them were Stedman Bailey's son or kids himself, and then the driver, I believe, is a family member. He like dove. He over. dove to take the shots. So the kids didn't get Took hit. Took the shots. Yeah, so sad. Super sad. In front of a family mm. member's house. You know. It was. Or parked. Yeah, I think they were parked oh. right outside a family member's house. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know. Related. I mean, sure. I hope. I hope they know who the shooter is because I, when I read it this morning, they had nobody in custody yet. So, um, super sad news. Again, yeah. Total thoughts go to mm. Stephen Bailey's family and, you know, everybody else's family that's involved with that because that's, that's some serious stuff. I mean, tons. Of thirty some, thirty some odd bullets shells, it's crazy. unloaded into that crazy. car. Just nuts. I hope they find out who did it. So sad. Yeah. Me too. 
Well, the Bengals. Bengals. I can make this pretty quick. Now, the Rams are a good defense. They give the second fewest points to quarterbacks and the third fewest to wide receivers. But they're not as great against running backs, tight ends, kickers, defenses. But nonetheless, I still think you start everybody on Cincy. You always know I like to start off all of my write-ups to talk about the Red Rocket. I love me some Andy <laughs> Dalton. Um, he completed 22 of 39 pass attempts for 315 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions against a really tough Arizona Cardinals defense. So I'm not too concerned about you playing him, even though the Rams give up the second fewest. I think he'll still be fine. Um, I, I think it's going to be okay. A.J. Green, he had a great game. Play him. Marvin Jones, he had a decent game. You can play him. Tyler Eifert, he does, just doesn't disappoint. He is a touchdown-dependent guy, but I'm okay with that because the Bengals depend on him in the end zone. To get touchdowns. Every yeah. week. It's, it's, it's not like a Clockwork. freak chance, you know. I mean, he only had 22 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So I feel completely fine with the fact that he is touchdown-dependent because he always gets touchdowns. So we can't all be Gary Barnage. We can't. No. Or Tyler Eifert. So love him. <laughs> Giovanni Bernard is still the better back. No big surprise here. He ran six times for only 18 yards. I don't love that. But he was really a huge factor in the receiving game. He, you know, he is a PPR monster. He had eight receptions for 128 yards. He was targeted 10 times. He's, he's very much used in the offense. And Jeremy Hill even. Not my fave, as we know. Carried the ball 13 times for only 45 yards, which is very frustrating. But you know what? They looked at him in the red zone. They put him in on the goal line, and he got two touchdowns. So if you're in a pinch, it's not horrible. And again, like I said, the Rams get the 16th most points to running back, so they could potentially have a good game. Uh, there you go. Mm. Jeremy Hill. So frustrating. Minnesota Vikings, 7-3 and three at the Atlanta Falcons, 6-4. and four. First of all, congrats to Teddy Bridgewater for reaching 20 fantasy points for the first time yeah. this year. Way to go, buddy. You're still not playing him, but it's exciting. Nope. Um, Atlanta gives up the fourth fewest points to quarterback, so sorry, not starting. Um, you are starting AP this week again. He had a tough matchup last week against the Packers, but he still got you 10 fantasy points. Atlanta gives up the sixth most fantasy points to running back, so I'm all in. Uh, Stefan Diggs, ooh, only got 6.6 fantasy points last week, but he had nine targets, which is better than the week before where he only had two. Right. Still a bad matchup for Diggs. Atlanta gives up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So this is not, this is not my favorite, once again. Not my favorite. Although Kyle Rudolph, and man, we were just talking about you the last show for like the first Uh. time. Making fun about every time he gets a touchdown, he must fumble the ball because he gets, like, literally six fantasy points. Uh, but he didn't this time. He got a touchdown and 106 yards. So yep. very nice. And this is another good matchup for him. This is the best matchup for that Atlanta gives up um, the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. So you can play him. As for the Falcons, this is a tough matchup for everyone. Okay, you're playing Julio Jones because you always play Julio Jones. Don't Let's not get that twisted. Okay, true. Devontae Freeman is still dealing with concussion protocol. <clears throat> it's not looking good for him to return this week. Um, but keep keep an eye on him. You never know. All of a sudden on Sunday they could say he's good to go. Um, Tevin Coleman is the backup, I guess, but he is no Freeman. And, oh, you know, no. it, so you better find better options than that. Also, Minnesota gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, so, yeah. The guy with the touchdowns, though, last week was running back Patrick DeMarco. Um, I love the name DeMarco. Uh, and, and he is an amazing blocker. 
and he has been, and I think that's why Devontae Freeman has been so successful is because DeMarco's been in there blocking. Um, I feel like they kind of said thank you last week. I don't think that's going to happen again this week. It's a very boomer bust. Mm. Again, tough matchup. I would stay away from all of them. Um, and as far as Matt Ryan, he threw three interceptions last week. He's what so fun. What is going on, on there? It's you can't no make this stuff up, about people. This. You can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. I mean, he also did throw for three touchdowns, which is good because a lot of running backs or a lot of quarterbacks do not have three touchdowns in a game this whole season. And he does, and he, but he just threw for three interceptions too. He just sucks. I don't get it. I just don't understand it. It's like an implosion. Um, just... Yeah. It's really sad. And, again, this is a bad matchup. So you're not starting Matt Ryan if you don't have to. As Kyle Lena, Shanahan. There it is. Did you see his one-handed Odell Beckham catch, Brandon? Did you see I that? Did. Yeah, I thought of you. I, I, I knew was you were, like, I knew oh, you were sweating course. for him at that moment. You're like, ooh, oh. I love you. Watch Kyle Shanahan's my second husband. That would be hysterical. Wow. And then maybe we can, we can eat like their dinner at the steakhouse that they have here in Denver. <laughs> we love the Shanahan's. Yeah. yeah. Ashley and I love the Shanahan's. Please do. Uh, By the way, my husband and I joke right about now. our second <laughs> husband and <laughs> wives. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> that can be your second wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I pick them out for him sometimes. That's it's, nice. it's, it's casual. Like it's casual. Mm-hmm. We, just, it. we laugh about it. It's all people we don't know. Ezra Leonard, Hankerson, you know. Ezra Leonard Hankerson, he's listed as questionable. He had a few drops, but he managed to get in the end zone. Um, if he does play, um, he will probably take some looks away from my Jacob Tammy, uh, making him irrelevant for this week, which makes me sad. <laughs> no! I know, I love Tammy. Not last the New York week. Giants, 5-5, five and five, but Washington Redskins, 4-6. and six. I know, because Hankerson loves that. game. I want everything I love about this game, this game, too. I'm into this game. I want all of the fantasy points this game will give me. I love that you guys are so positive about this game. I'm into Cute. it. <laughs> so you are for sure starting Odell Beckham Jr. Done. I'm going to get into it. Ruben Randall and Dwayne Harris are great flexes. Washington gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. You can start them as wide receiver threes, even, because it is Washington. And, you know, yeah. the, possi- the, the, the possibility of he getting a touchdown is high. Um... Randall has had his best game of the season against Washington in week three, um, but that was when Harris was irrelevant. So now that he's back, now that he's in the picture, they're going to be splitting those targets, but I think they both get out defense, decent games, if not one having a big game. Um, I don't trust any of the running backs per huge, but Vereen definitely has the upside in PPR. The Redskins have only given up one rushing touchdown since week six, uh, but they did give up two receiving touchdowns, two running backs last week. So that's good for Vereen and not good for Jennings. Right. So Vereen's where we're going on this one if you have to choose one. This is a great matchup for Eli. He's one of those, one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks mm. in the leagues. I am so happy I don't own him this year. I have, I have owned him before, but I own how him. frustrating. Ugh, Washington gives up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Eli had just over 19 fantasy points the last time he played Washington. Listen, you know the risk. You own him. It's week 12. You know how do it, it is. If you want to do it, you got to do it. Do it. This do is the it. week. Good it. Just do it. Good luck. Larry Donnell is listed as doubtful. He just got his MRI back, and it is not looking good, you guys. He could be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. That leaves you will tie, but you're not playing. 
The Giants' defense is good. They are the only owned in 23% of leagues, and they are the sixth best defense in fantasy. The sixth best. Come on, people. Last time they played Washington, they got 11 fantasy points, and that's just fine enough for me. Absolutely. And now they have Jason Pierre-Paul back. Talk about a great streaming defense, you guys. I own Denver's defense in all of my leagues, and I picked up the Giants in every single one, and I'm playing them. Wow. And and not that Washington's not going to get points, but I think they're going to get to Kirk Cousins. I think they're going to get pressure. So I think they're going to get a, a turnover or two. They're going to get the, those fantasy points, guys. They do it every week. Wow. There's secret. There's silent killers there, guys. And this is a good matchup. But does it hurt you a little bit? You're to kind of rooting against your boy, Kirk Cousins? Hells no. I only own it for one week. Bye-bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Cold-hearted. Oh, man. All He's right. just a fill-in. He's just a little fill-in. I got Fabulous fill-in for 30 points, yes. Redskins. Well, I was going to say Courtney's Kirk cousin, but clearly it's not Courtney's Kirk cousin anymore since there was no. a bye Felicia comment there. Um, <laughs> but he had a better-than-expected game fantasy-wise, throwing for 270 yards and on 22 out of 30 passing attempts. Uh, in a, quite a loss to Carolina, 44 to 16. That was kind of a hard one to watch. Um, Epic. Yeah. But on the other hand, Cousin was f- sacked five times in the loss. So this is where Corny's talking about fantasy wise, where the Giants probably could do well. Although, interestingly enough, the Giants give up the six most points to quarterbacks. So it's that weird kind of thing where, like, well, maybe the stats not really showing what's happening right now. And it's, you know, I also feel good about the Giants' defense getting Curse Cousin. So not great. Now, Jordan Reed suffered a knee injury during the team's um, game last week. He did return, but he has a sprained MCL. So what does this mean? Well, the Redskins signed tight end Anthony McCoy. Sorry. No. The Redskins' Anthony McCoy was waived on Monday, and then they signed free agent Jerron Hamm. Um, he was re-signed by the Redskins. So that doesn't actually point in a positive direction for Jordan Reed owners, which is unfortunate because he was being targeted in the end zone, so you were getting decent points out of him. But I don't feel good about it uh, this week. And it's, it's unfortunate because it's a great matchup where the Giants get the second most points to tight ends, but it's just I wouldn't pick one of those other guys to fill it in. You're still not playing any of the running backs, guys. No surprise. Matt Jones had Matt Jones. negative points last week. <laughs> You know I take pleasure in that. How I feel bad about it. That it. Alfred Willis is on the waiver wire. Alfred it makes Morris, me yeah. so sad every time. Alfred Morris, every time I see his name, I'm like. Well, and then he went out cry. with like a rib injury, and he's he's been limited all week, but he's expected to play. But again, I don't care because you can't play him. Who cares? You can't play no. him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. No. I mean, and the Giants even <laughs> give the twelfth most points to running backs. I'm still like, nope, not so doing bad. it. Uh, but Deshaun Jackson finally had his comeback game, and this week is poised for another good game. They give up yes. the 12th most points to wide receivers, so I think you're safe to play Jackson. I think the Kirk Cousins will connect with Jackson at least once in the end zone this week. I thank God he came back and was good, right? Yeah. We've held on to him for so long. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 5-5. Five and five. The Indianapolis Colts, 5-5. Five and five. This, yeah. my friends, I think is the game of the week. Wow. We have so many different opinions this week. Um, a lot of people think that Winston's turn of corner is going to be a stud. I'm a little dubious, mostly because, yeah, great. Congratulations. Five touchdowns in a game. Absolutely should be celebrated. Very cool. Um, and Indianapolis gives up the 10th most points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, my thing is, again, Philadelphia has a terrible secondary. 
terrible. They're yeah. like Washington. It's like you can just throw on them. So um, Indianapolis is bad, but I'm not quite sure they're that bad. So, you know, keep your eye out. Doug Martin is studding out right now. <coughs> what? Indianapolis gives up the eighth most points to running backs. He had 27 carries last week for 235 yards. In a game yeah. where Jameis Winston threw five nuts. touchdowns. Nuts. They went off. It's crazy. Mike Evans, volume. You know the game. Don't watch. Just play. Put him in. But this week, last week, he got a touchdown, um, which was his first touchdown since week seven. I think Vincent Jackson's a good thing. Speaking of Jackson, caught four of his six targets for 56 yards and a touchdown. Love. Um, yeah, you might even be able to get him on waivers, yeah. you guys. A lot of people Seriously. don't have him. Go pick up Vincent Jackson when he is healthy. Charles Sims, gosh, you know what? He scored another good game this week. He's so up and down, up and down. It's a good matchup. He's good in the air. It's just he's a little unpredictable. Sorry, guys. But certainly if you need him in a flex. Colt? All right. Now, Matt Hasselbeck didn't have an amazing game, but he was better than Case Keenum. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> For the debate, <laughs> for the debate, Brent and I had last week about who is the better bad option between Case Keenum and Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Although I think you thought Case Keenum was actually going to do semi decent. At least I was like, eh. and Hasselbeck got you exactly where we said he was going to get you. He had twenty three of thirty two for two hundred thirteen yards and two touchdowns. I think he got you around thirteen points in a standard league, which is yes, right about where Brennan said he would be. He maxes out at fifteen, but he's always going to get you at least twelve. So. Is what it is, you know? It's not Case Keenum. That's right. The floor is higher than the five of Case Keenum. Correct. Um, but as a reminder, Andrew Luck is still out. Uh, he's got the whole abdomen kidney issue as well. He is confident that he will play again this year, but the timetable for his return is non-existent. So do not count on it at this point in time. Frank Gore had 34 yards rushing on 14 carries. He did catch five passes as well, though, for 46 yards. Um Unfortunately for Gore owners, Bradshaw caught two receptions for two touchdowns in the red zone. So Frank Gore said he was banged, he banged up his knee that week. Um, so, but he, he says he expects to be fine, and he did practice on Wednesday in full. But I don't love the fact that they were targeting Bradshaw in the end zone versus giving it to Gore. That's scary news for Gore owners. I'm benching Gore this week. And then a little bit of news on the defense, which should be good, is that for Falcons players, is that Vontae Davis, is it Falcons? Who are we talking about? No, Tampa Bay, sorry. Uh, Vontae Davis suffered, uh, who is the major player in the Colts defense, like the, their best player, suffered a hamstring injury during the game last week. He's considered day-to-day, uh, but the good news is that his scans were negative. So we're not exactly sure what's going on with him, but he probably won't be 100%. All right, Buffalo Bills 5-5, five and five, the Kansas City Chiefs 5-5. Five and five. Game of the week. Just game <laughs> of the week. We're not even going to get into the Patriot-Bills drama, are we? No. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Then I won't dive into it. LaShawn McCoy rushed 20 times for 82 yards. He had a decent game. You know, they give up uh, five fewest points to running backs, but I still think LaShawn's going to do it right. He's back to, you know, his old form, and he had six receptions for 41 yards. I think he'll be fine. I feel safe about playing him. Um, he Interestingly enough, he already has more rushing yards thus far this year than back in the day Buffalo's leading receiver, which was Fred Jackson last year, did, who only had 525 on the season. So McCoy's already surpassed him in eight games versus the season total. So you can see the different shift that we've got going on here in terms of the focus on the run. Carlos Williams, I'm a little nervous. I feel like it's been the full shift to Shady at this point because Williams only ran six times for 11 yards. 
So I'm thinking his time may be coming to an end, which makes me very sad as a Carlos Williams owner. So yeah, me too. It was also the Patriots, though. I'm not. I'm not all out. I'm not yet. totally out on him either. The, the The record is done. The record is yeah. over, which is sad. And again, not a great game. But is it is the Patriots? They got that weird, you know, competitive vibe between them. Don't I wouldn't play him this week, um, but don't entirely get rid of him yet either. Wait, wait a week and see on him. Sammy Watkins, he didn't have that great of a game. Um, and it's, but he's the best. At some point, I mean, he only had three receptions for 39 yards, but it's interesting because Rex Ryan, he's only targeted six times, says that he acknowledges that Sammy needs to get the ball thrown more his way. And I do think it's interesting because we have all season said that Sammy Watkins – when he's on a shutdown corner, which he wasn't exactly on a shutdown corner with the Patriots, but that he doesn't perform. Well, Malcolm Butler is pretty good. He's pretty good, but he's not, you know, shut down, a, shut shut down, down elite. He's good, but... Yeah, um, not pretty good this year. But it, it is interesting to think, is it Sammy who can't perform on a shutdown corner, or is it his quarterbacks don't feel confident throwing him the ball when he has a shutdown corner? Because he's not being targeted a whole lot. So is that Sammy's not getting open? Is it the quarterback's not doesn't want to throw that direction? It's, it's an interesting concept. But either way, fantasy-wise, it's all bad news for you. All, all of that. Uh, but, and they give the most points to wide receivers this week. So I'm going to say take that, me- take that message out of your head and play Sammy. I think he'll be fine. I think you can also play Chris Hogan. He had a great game. He had 95 yards off six receptions. He did well. And Robert Woods got targeted four times for 44. Robert Woods is my least favorite out of all of them, but if you're desperate, it's not a horrible play. You know, and Tyrod Taylor suffered a little bit of a shoulder injury, so keep your eye on him in terms of the injury reports. So Alex Smith for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, when winning, has one big game versus Detroit in London. Other than that, and towards the end of the season, he's typically scoring between 13 and 17 fantasy points. So, um, boo. Jarkandrick West went out last week with a hamstring injury. He's still questionable. Uh, I picked up Spencer Ware in a lot of leagues where there's just no one available. Um, He had 96 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I don't know if it's the Chiefs that they're really good at running the ball or if San Diego really is that bad at defending the run. I think it's probably both. Combo. Combo. But either way, I would start Ware this week if Jarkandrick West does not go. If Jarkandrick West does go... You could probably start him. Uh, Buffalo gives up the 15th most points to running backs. Um, So, yeah, middle of the road. But clearly the Chiefs are good at running the ball because no matter who is running, they're doing great. Right, yeah. So go for it. Jeremy Macklin has been non-existent over the last few weeks or, I don't know, the whole season. He hasn't had a double-digit fantasy game since week four, only 29 yards last week. I just want to say, who said that? You said I that. Know, you did. You did. Well, the injury really messed with them. Yeah. Macklin is quarterback proof. I think came out of a few people's mouths at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and I said nobody is quarterback proof when you go on the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> True, but he know. has he has yeah. scored a touchdown. So the good news is that he does do that. He yeah. just you know that's true. It's a weird, it's a weird team. And speaking of weird, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Remember his two touchdowns in Week One, and we were all like, "Yeah, fools go." Yeah, well, he had one other touchdown. Sad. It is sad. A little let down. Their defense is playing great football, by the way. I think you can yeah. better. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with that. I love the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah. Oakland Raiders 4-6 and six against the Tennessee Titans 2-8. and eight. 
So Latavius Murray, we'll start off with him. He had 13 carries for a season low, 28 yards. But he did have a touchdown in the loss of the Lions. I don't like that they were going to Marcel Reese on the goal line touches. Mm. And in and in the series where Latarius Murray did score, they went to Reese twice before even giving Murray a shot on the goal line. These are the things that you need to pay attention to because they're, they tell you very much in terms of offense and, and trust and, and where they see the team going. So to me, this is a very bad sign for Latavius Murray. I hate this. Next week, the Tennessee Titans should be a good matchup, I guess this week I should say. Um, but then we got to hope they don't lean on Reese again. So I'm a little bit nervous, and it's, it's just, ugh. I don't like it. I'm going to say don't play. I'm just going to go ahead and say don't do it. Now, Amari Cooper finished with, again, a season low, because we're going to stick with the season low theme here, of one catch. Implosion. The whole thing was an implosion. For four yards. It was a complete implosion. Now, he was covered by Darius Slay, who, you know, has stealthily become a shutdown corner of sorts here. But with that said, he needs to start showing up against shutdown corners, like we were saying with Sammy Watkins. If you want to be an elite receiver, you need to be able to still score decent points and put up some receptions against shutdown corners. Granted, that'll probably come next year. He is a rookie, but it's still frustrating for Cooper owners this year. So I just want to acknowledge it. I get it. It's frustrating. But I do think he's going to get better. He is a rookie. He's got less, you know, more of an excuse than Sammy does. Derek Carr <laughs> failed to throw a touchdown for the first time in eight games. Uh, Again, like we said, it was an implosion. Uh, but you know what? I still love him, and he's got a great matchup this week. Still to play the I kid. Agree. Go with it. Yep. Feel good about it. That's right. Tennessee Titans, here is what is for sure. You are starting Delaney Walker. <sighs> Ten targets last week, and the Raiders give up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. And that's all we're sure about. <laughs> now get on your yoga pants, people, because it's time for a good stretch. That is what the Titans are good for this year, aren't they? Yeah. Sleeper Central. <laughs> Sleeper Central. Whenever you need to get desperate for somebody, you go to the Titans and they're there. I love they're me Marcus there Mariota. Love him. Marcus Mariota. This is a good option this week, you guys. If you need a guaranteed points, then I don't know if I'd go for a Mariota, but the ceiling is high, guys. The ceiling is high here. He could have a big game for you. Um, he's had four games with 18 fantasy points or more, including last week's against Jacksonville. He's a threat on the ground as well, um, so it's good. Oakland gives up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterback, so I'm loving it. Antonio Andrews <laughs> is now sharing the ball with David Cobb because Cobb is healthy. Um, Cobb is not back to full yet, but it is going to be a concern for Andrew owners. Um, but he should remain the back, main back in Tennessee for this week. For sure. Uh, again, a great matchup. I wouldn't play him any more than a flex, but only you know how desperate you are. You know? A lot of injuries. Is, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of injuries. injuries. This is a great matchup. Depends on how they use him, but for right now he is the workhorse for Tennessee, so go ahead and play him. Kendall Wright may or may not be back this week. He's listed as questionable, but has been limited in practice, <clears throat> but I hear that he's feeling good. Good. I like that. I like that. So, this I is think the, if he's back, Mariota has a huge game. I think if he's back, Mariota has a huge yeah. game. I, I yeah. totally agree. I'd say twenty-eight points or more, even possibly. Oh, yes, this, like could be a, this could be this could be blowout points game. Or more? Not blowout game, but That's like a blow said. up game. Oh yeah, twenty-eight. Courtney, yeah. Courtney states things big, but she's Ooh. usually right. That's right. That's right. 
Um, and, and he's feeling good, you guys. You might want to wait until next week on right, just in case he's more of a, a detour and, and me, a decoy. But it doesn't matter. I think just his presence. <laughs> he could be a detour, decoy. too. <laughs> yeah, he could. He called it good. Just where his are presence we? on the field, I think, gives Mariota. <laughs> where are we? This is crazy. This Mariota, the confidence. Nuts. And the Tennessee Titans, the confidence. So I'm all about it. I think this is great. Um, I am gonna play right in the league if he is if he is sitting up. So I don't blame you if you want to, cause yeah, game on. Um, Ryan suck up the Tennessee Titans kicker could have a nice game as well. Oakland gives up the most fantasy points to kickers, so just throwing that out there. Stay aware, hmm. stay aware, people. San Diego Chargers two and eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars four and six. Oh, the Chargers. This game might be a great week. matchup. <laughs> That's me. Brutal. <laughs> so mean. Chargers, I just, I just cry for them and Baltimore, like, Seriously, so sad. Baltimore especially, but we haven't gotten there yet, but yes, no. so sad. Um, but for the Chargers, this might be a great matchup on paper, but don't be fooled, guys. The Chargers suck. It's like, they suck. Um, <laughs> the highest score for the Chargers last week was Phillip Rivers with 5.92 fantasy points. That is so sad. It is <laughs> so they started this team. They started the year so hot. They were so hot. He was on track to like everybody. Oh yeah, everybody was on fire, and then they just imploded. The offensive line is so bad that there is just no way the Chargers can do anything. I mean, literally anything. Not alone the injured wide receivers. Yeah, seriously, I am not starting any of them, you guys. I'm not even going to go into their names and positions and stats because it's pointless. Well, you have a disaster zone when defenses are keying in on Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Well, that's the only person they should key in on. Oh, yeah. Why else would you bother the defense? Antonio Gates, he's not even doing anything. It's just really sad. It's so sad, you guys. And this is going up against Jacksonville Jaguars. This should be a shootout for both both teams. It's just not going to happen. I hope the, I just hope the Chargers get more than three points this week. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. So Allen Robinson finished with five catches for 113 yards when they beat Baller. when they beat the Titans, which is fantastic. And that was about the only highlight from last week's game. It yeah. was a sad one. Although I actually really loved the like yellow goldish mustard uniforms they had going there. <laughs> I was into it. Anyway, sad news: Allen Hearns failed to catch a touchdown, guys. <laughs> This is the first time, you know, in seven games that he has not caught a touchdown. So, very sad. And he only finished with three catches for 19 yards. And he's basically being targeted only on the short passes, which is a little bit frustrating. He's hurt. He is hurt, and this is not a great matchup this week. So, I think you need to look elsewhere if you can. Um, It is only one game. He may very well turn around, but the fact that he's hurt makes me a little bit nervous. So, Julius Thomas came back and had a decent game. Five catches for 28 yards, and that's, but that's not super exciting. It was the touchdown. Now, Woo. yeah, but he didn't look great. You know, he was a little slow no. moving. Probably still needs a little bit of time to get back into the groove of things. It may be better this week. Um, you know, they give the 10 most points to tight ends. I wouldn't hate you if you decided that you wanted to play him, but not a great, you know. I don't <laughs> I don't trust well, I I don't trust Julius Thomas, do you? No, I'm sorry. I just read ahead of your last statement of what Blake Bortles is about to do and I laughed. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, 
we'll go to that. So Blake Bortles is on pace to break the Jaguars' single-season record for touchdown <laughs> passes and passing yards. That is so insane. I know, but exciting, right? We talk about potential historic moments on this show, and whether we laugh, because it is a slightly laughable comment, well, here's hoping. I think it's. I think you're doing Blake. great. They've yeah. got two top wide receivers. They're doing great. I don't know why you're laughing. Well, it, it just goes to show how bad the, the Jags, and, you know, yeah. teams have been in the past. I, I'm not taking anything away from Blake Bortles because Blake no, has been playing well. It just it speaks to the Jaguars franchise history. Is what we're laughing about. He does have a deep- have four wins in the first twelve games. You guys have the Jags. When was the last time the Jags did that? Small milestones. That's what, here, that's guys. what we're saying. Small, that's what we're saying. I'm just saying, like Tony Romo has to like work and work and work <laughs> to break a record in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just it's like <laughs> I'm just saying comparatively, it just made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I was like, whoa, right? Blake, Blake just has to show up for 12 games in a season, and he breaks a record. Yeah, like Green Bay, you can't ever break no. a record there. But I love that. It's you know over. what? It's encouraging. Pittsburgh, over. It's encouraging to Jaguar sure. players because you know what? It's probably not too hard to get into the arena of fame. Probably not too hard. <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting there. probably going to happen record. next season. I like it. But he's got a decent matchup, guys, so yeah. he should be a good play this week. I like Blake Bortles this week. <laughs> I like it. Miami Dolphins, 4-6. and six, The New York Jets, 5-5. Five and five. The Dolphins, warning, warning, bad matchup. Oh, yeah, and they're not good anyway. That's a thing. Um, You aren't starting Ryan Tannehill anyways. Don't even worry about it. He has only had one game over 17 fantasy points since week three. New York Jets give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterback, so delete. Um, I get that you may need to start Lamar Miller. I get it, totally. Uh, But what was up with that? They just stopped him. No, he got like only like like thirteen carries or whatever. I mean, they went from giving him tons of carries to no carries, and there was no reason to do that. I I don't I, this Dan Car- Carpenter guy. I'm not getting it. Carpenter, the kicker, the kicker. Yeah. No, their coach. Their Is new Carpenter head coach, too? Dan Carpenter. Oh my god, I don't I don't know why I'm having a brain fart on that. You're right. Oh my god. Wait, amazing. The kicker and the coach. Campbell. Or was it Dan it's Campbell? Campbell. Yeah, I was it's like, Campbell. I was like, Campbell. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know why I didn't know that. That's crazy. Oh my god. But yes. I'm I was sorry. Like, this is a lot of yeah. I was like, what's going on? I was like, geez. I was like, I ranked him decently <laughs> high this week. What do you know that I don't know? <laughs> he's not even on that team. And he's not even on this team. I'm just raging for no reason. You're like, crazy. Oh man. It's okay. Rage face. At 2 a.m. Uh. on the East Coast. <laughs> 2 a.m. Rage. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, listen, this is the, the Jets have the sixth best team against the Rush. If you can find a better option, please do so, because this is going to be a tough game for Miller. Um, Jordan Cameron finally found the end zone. I think it's because we've been talking crap about it for Probably. so long. I feel like it's good. But the Jets yeah. give up the third fewest fantasy points to tight end, so it's a no-go. As for the receivers, this is by far the best matchup overall. Jarvis Landry is listed as questionable and did not play Wednesday with a knee injury. Ugh, he's probably going to be on Revis Island anyways. Not great, right? Um, he only has well, six fantasy points the last time they played in week four in standard leagues. 
Richard Matthews has been so hot and cold. It's so hard to trust him. Ugh, it's not my favorite. Um, but Kenny Stills might be the best option. He's really boomer bust, guys. He could bust all over you, but he could boom right when you need him to. So just boom saying, too. it's all there. Could boom. Um, he only had two touch or he's only had two touchdowns on the season, but one was last week and the other one was against the Jets in week four. So it's all very scary options against the Jets. It's not my favorite matchup for the struggling Miami offense. There you go. All right. Jets. Jets. So Chris Ivory had eight carries for 36 yards and one catch for nine. Not great. And part of the reason was that Bial, sorry, Bilal Powell was being back after, you know, being out for a while, which made the backfield kind of a bit more of a committee than anticipated. Um, and the Jets playing from behind also did not help. So when you've got a, a team where they're playing from behind, it's going to be throw, 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 throw. The receiver's going to benefit, and your running back's going to suffer. That was the case as well. So um, it should be a good matchup for Ivory this week, so don't panic. Still play him. Um, they give the second most points to running backs, so feel good about it. In inch, other important news, center Nick Mangle needed stitches in his right hand, which is the hand that he uses for snapping. He had a what is being called a severe laceration uh, in the second quarter of last week's game. Now, he did receive an MII, and for ligament tendon damage, check that out, and the extra came back negative, so that's the good news. The cut is between the pinky and the ring finger. The problem is that he wasn't able to grip the football, so... Keep that in mind. Make sure that he's actually, everything's going to be fine there because centers do very much affect the game. But with that said, you still have to play Chris Ivory. And then can I say how much I love Todd Bowles? He's very handsome too, by the way. We've been talking about how handsome Todd Bowles is. Is he? You don't think so? <coughs> I have don't know. We have a weird moment every time I sit on the couch with my fiance. I'm like, oh, Todd Bowles. And he's like, can we, seriously, Ashley? Come on. Anyway, um, he went off about Devin Smith. <laughs> he is not pleased with his performance. I quote, our rookies have got to stop being rookies. They need to grow up. They get paid like everybody else, and they've got to start acting like they're not in college anymore. Ooh. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, Bowles. Because yeah. it's sad because Devin Smith could be a decent option, but he's really not. Your options, as always, are Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still going to be the starter, so don't worry about that. And Decker and Fitzy were both full participants in practice on Wednesday, so they should be good to go. Sorry, I got distracted by uh, Googling Todd Bowles. Afternoon games. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> to the San Francisco 49ers, 3-7. and seven. Listen, if you own them, you are playing them. This is the best matchup ever. So excited. <laughs> so excited. Carson Baltimore had another great producing game. It didn't start off good <laughs> at all. I couldn't watch the game, and I was just, like, pulling it up because I have Carson Palmer in, like, two leagues, and I was like, why does he have negative points? Why does he have more negative points? This is so sad. But he pulled it all together, yeah. you guys. Yeah, he, he got did. it all together. And at the end of the game, 24 fantasy points to standard leagues. It's a no-brainer, guys. The 49ers give the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Larry Fitzgerald had 25 points last time against San Francisco. You were playing him. He hasn't seen the end zone he in loves the last it. two weeks, uh, but the targets are there, so sign me up. Michael Floyd is listed as questionable. He is back to practice and is on pace to play Sunday. But I will say that, and he probably won't. So just be prepared. Keep an eye on him, guys. It's, 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 it is still touch and go. Have another um, option. You ha- have another option. 
John Brown played last week. He caught all three targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. He has yet to practice this week. Keep an eye on his injury report as well um, and what Bruce has to say about it. Um, Chris Johnson has faced some tough matchups the last two weeks, but that is not the case this week. Coordinators give up the third most fantasy points to <laughs> running backs. I know Chris Johnson owners are super excited. I know I'm excited. He had 27 fantasy points the last time they played in week three. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Um, this is a great team to take a leap of faith in. If you are having injury problems, that means in a start in a flex position, you can possibly start. J.J. Nelson, David Johnson, Andre Ellington, or Darren Fells, the tight end. So good luck. Um, obviously, you're starting the defense. Um, yes. Duh. Um, yay, Arizona. I love good matchups. You're a great team. 49ers. So um, I have not posted this yet, but I'm going to post it to our Facebook page. There's video of Blaine Gabbert showing up for press today, and no one was there. <laughs> no one? <laughs> That's no so one. And he ended sad. up sitting in the audience. He's like, I guess I'll ask myself questions today. Oh, that's really sad. That breaks your heart that's a bit. Really sad. Now ends up supposedly the 49ers accidentally left him off the schedule. So they didn't the press didn't know that he had pre- it was insane, you guys. It's just like this organization is just messed so messed up on every level. Oh, messed goodness. up. So that's why this is my analysis, you guys. Sean Drawn is a guy <laughs> who plays in the National Football League. If you are mega, mega desperate, he is the person. Um, He hasn't carried the ball over 16 times yet, so that makes me nervous telling you about him, but he does exist. And they continue to play from behind, so they don't run the ball very much. Vance McDonald is the tight end to own, if you really feel like that, but Arizona gives up the six U.S. to tight ends. And in general, it's just a really great defense. Uh, They didn't uh, hold Andy Dalton and Cincinnati down, but... Let's put it this way. They're not the 49ers. Troy Smith had one catch for 16 yards last week. <laughs> Anquan Bolden's the lead guy if you need him. Again, 12 fewest wide receivers. Don't do it. So good. Pittsburgh Steelers, 6-4. and four. The Seattle Seahawks, 5-5. Five and five. Steelers playing the Seahawks is scary, you guys. It is scary. But I believe in the Steelers this week, you guys. I believe in them. That's right. You cannot yep. did bench it. the Steelers. That's right. Carson yep. Palmer right. did it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a very questionable legion of boom right now. Questionable. <laughs> it's more like a. Le- it's like more like a legion of like, yeah. dropsies. <laughs> no, like a le- legion of like, plop. Yes. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. Seattle fans are not pleased with us right now. <laughs> no. Uh, ben Roethlisberger knows how to get things done. You guys, I know this is a tough matchup. I don't care. The ceiling is too high to bench him. If you own Antonio Brown, you are playing him. He has had over 400 yards and two touchdowns and a two-point conversion in the last two games. With Ben back, he is amazing. Martavius Bryant is more of a wide receiver three flex guy this week against Seattle that gives up the fourth uh, most fantasy points to tight Oh, that was to tight ends. Um, and Ben loves Heath. I kind of <laughs> just mix the two together. Martavius Bryant is more of a wide receiver three flex this week. Seattle gives up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. <laughs> there's, a, there's a period. <laughs> period. Insert. Um, and Ben loves Heath. You guys, I like Heath this week. I do. I'm, I'm into Heath. 
I, I'm very bipolar on him, but I'm into him. Um, D'Angelo won't have his biggest game. I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be his biggest game this week. But I think he's still going to get you 12 fantasy points. And if that's enough, I'm totally playing him. It's a question. So, I own Langford, Forte, and Williams. Who would yeah, you play? Yeah, that's really tough. I think uh, I was going definitely Williams. Williams, I think Williams and then, is, yeah, I think. And then pick the, the guy you think yeah. will start. I agree with Brandon there. I think that Williams is going to get you points. Oh, I have Todd Gurley, so I just need game. one. I just need one of them. Yeah. Oh, then Williams. Know, but it's hard to bench Forte, but we don't know what's going to happen there. And it's not a great matchup no, for don't. Williams, but I do think he'll still be fine. Yeah, I agree. Seahawks. Yeah. One of them will blow because up bench. again because it's the Legion of... Mm, yeah. They're actually not the problem. It's their offensive line. This it, it's really it's bad. It's really bad. So we'll so get into the problems. Seahawks. Doug Baldwin, who is probably the most reliable of all the Seahawks, you know, Seahawks wide receivers, which is not saying much, suffered a right ankle injury in the second half of the game against the 49ers. Uh, Carroll says he doesn't have an estimated time when Baldwin's going to return. While it seems to be a minor ankle injury, and he says he might be able to play this week against the Steelers. It should be noted that he is not taking part in practice as of Wednesday. So that's never a great sign that he's actually going to play. Now, Russell Wilson actually had a decent game last week. He completed 24 versus 29 passes, 260 yards, right in the 200 range as he always is. But he had three touchdowns and no mm-hmm. interceptions against the Niners. Yeah. He ran nine times for 30 yards. But again, this isn't too surprising as he always plays well against the Niners. So we knew that. He has a decent matchup this week. Um, and he might be where he turns things around, starts creeping towards the top ten, the you know bracket. If you notice that, like he doesn't do well all, he doesn't do terrible, but all season long he's just very average. And then within that last month, month and a half, he starts playing better, and he creeps into the top ten by the f- time the season's finally over. I, mm-hmm. they call that clutch. I would not mm-hmm. call two hundred and sixty and arguably the best game manager in the league clutch. And yes, I know I will get ripped apart for calling him a game manager, but I feel very strongly about it. He is yeah. no Alex Smith, actually. Um, just like Tom Brady. I swear to God, he's the best game manager in the league. <laughs> he's the best. They don't score a whole much offense. I'm sorry. Fantasy-wise, you can't tell me he's a clutch player. He doesn't do, they don't do much fantasy-wise. Well, yeah. not in fantasy. But for the Seattle sure. Seahawks. Yeah, I might argue with that. But we'll get to Marshawn Lynch, because this is what people are concerned about. Guys, he has surgery on Wednesday Ugh. to repair a sports hernia. So that's what the whole abdominal issue has been. He's expected to miss four to five weeks, but they're hopeful it'll be three to four weeks. They're hoping that he's going to play again this season. I'm not so hopeful. With that said, Thomas Rawls will be the big man in town when Lynch is on. Honestly, I hope Lynch owners have picked Rawls up because he's been spectacular. He's... If he wasn't already owned, I already owned him in a couple leagues. Right. Well, some people have picked him up right when Lynch went out, and I hope they, they held on to him because Lynch has been just kind of subpar all season because he had 209 yards and two touchdowns last week. And he's, he's become the third Seattle runner to go over 200 yards, and he also broke the franchise rookie record previously held by Kurt Warner, not the quarterback, not to be confused. Um, so, like I said, I hope you own Rawls. I think he's going to be great. I love it. Jimmy Graham still doesn't score touchdowns. It is what it is, people. Three receptions for 39 yards. Per use, no touchdown, is, is what to be expected. And it's just not a great matchup. Again, they're, you know, I don't love it. The Steelers actually have a fairly decent defense. So, the best matchups are for wide receivers and tight ends, and these are the two categories that the Seahawks don't exactly thrive at. So, <laughs> not great. Bummer. 
All right, Sunday night game, the New England Patriots 10-0 at the Denver Broncos 8-2. James White was the highest-scoring Patriot last week, like we thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no. Bill Belichick back to trolling. That's what he does. That's who he is. The Buffalo's defense showed up and played a great game, actually. Tom Brady only scored 13.08 fantasy points in standard scoring. Only one touchdown and one interception. You can start him again this week because, you know, he's Tom Brady. You don't bench Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm not putting him on my bench. I'm sorry. I know the Denver Broncos are great. Their defense is fantastic. And basically, the Buffalo Bills just put together a playbook for everyone who's going to go up against the Patriots. They should be a little more nervous, and certainly they don't have the same weapons, but... Man, if I tell you to bench Tom Brady, I don't think you'll ever forgive me. So, listen, in week 13, he plays against Philadelphia, and that is Money. <laughs> the gift <laughs> that you need. Uh, Danny Amendola had a nice game, 12 targets, 9 catches, 117 yards. We should expect that. Usually he doesn't troll us with wide receivers yeah. the way he does running backs. That's Bill Belichick, so I think we're good. LaFell, classic 50% drop rate. <laughs> He's He's consistent. The He's the consistent. best. Consistent. Totally consistent. Caught four of his eight targets for 66 yards. We, we, we do our serious show, and we're debating between LaFell and Giovanni Bernard. I'm not quite sure who scored more points, actually. Gio. But um, we were talking about the drops, and Courtney was like, no, LaFell drops more balls. It could have been with like, Giovanni Bernard. Drop half of them. Giovanni like, doesn't drop right. No, we were talking about Giovanni Bernard because no, I was we talking, talking about the targets. I was like, he has just as many receptions as Brandon oh. LaFell, and he doesn't drop balls. And look at that. LaFell yeah. dropped 50% of his, of his uh, attempts. It's just Classic. crazy. It is. It's perfect. Hanging out with Mike Evans on the weekend. Uh, and I told you, once Dan Lewis is gone, they're trolling you running backs. I think LeGarrette Blunt is, is, should be the guy this week, I believe, in this particular matchup. But, you know, jeez, who knows. Uh, listen, to be entirely honest with you, James White, yeah, he was the number one guy. But he only carried the ball twice. Okay, he got a touchdown, one of those carries, and then he caught two passes for 32 yards and then caught a touchdown. So that's yeah. why it looks – it's all fluky stuff. Bad game for Gronk, two catches for 37 yards. That's it. Denver gives up the 13th fewest points to opposing tight ends, but you're never going to no. bench Gronk. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You have too much hope in him. The Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler had a pretty good game against the Chicago Bears. 250 yeah. yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. He will remain the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, this isn't the best matchup for him. If you need 15 points, totally put him in. Because I don't think he's going to get any less than that. But if you need over 20 points or higher, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is your team. Who do you think is going to win this game? New England. I think the Broncos. Don't they always? I think it's like a I weird. Know, I think the Broncos might just because Brock is the quarterback, right, Ashley? And you're thinking this is like he has no pressure. Well, just because they like shouldn't He has pressure, win. but he's not, like, this right. Well, and Belichick doesn't have a whole lot of tape no. to look at Brock and to have been secretly taping him this whole time. It's, that's true, Ashley. That's true. They have no way to cheat Yeah, but he's so good against Brock. rookies. Love that. But what, Brennan? Yeah. If it was Peyton for Manning, sure would, would not win. win. No, no, for sure not. Because Peyton Manning always loses to Tom Brady. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Because they have him down. They know everything that he's going to do. But Brock is the wild card. And not only that, Ashley, but Emmanuel Sanders is listed as questionable on Sunday. Um, So keep an eye on him. Um, So they're not going to have footage on Norwood much either, who's going to be the backup guy. So 
That's true. It's it's kind of a new Broncos team possibly coming out on Sunday. So very interesting. Um, you know, even if Sanders is in, I don't like him particularly this week, but it does open up the field for Demaria, so that would be a good thing. Um, the defense has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Cody Latimer is a huge flyer this week. If you were super desperate, fine, only if Sanders is not playing. Ronnie Hillman had his third week with over 100 yards and remains the number one running back in Denver. Tough matchup for Hillman. Patriots give up the fourth fewest fantasy points. Um, You know, only three running backs have been able to get double digits against the Patriots. So, you know, it's fine, but it's not my favorite, right? And C.J. Anderson is no more than a flex in deep leagues this week. Absolutely not. Vernon Davis did see six targets on Sunday, which was awesome, and was able to squeeze out 68 Mm -hmm. yards. And even Owen Daniels had five targets for 69 yards. So this is a great matchup. Uh, Or this is, I'm sorry, this is a tough (laughs) matchup for tight ends. Um... But if I needed to play one, I think I'm going to play Davis. I think he's starting to get this offense, so it's just good. Kicker Brandon McManus is not my favorite kicker this week. The Broncos will not need to be scoring field goals. They'll be needing to score touchdowns, so not good. And mm. as I said earlier, I have the Denver Broncos. I feel your pain. The Patriots are not the team you want to go up against your Denver defense. So feel free to bench them and start any of these teams. Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle gives up the 11th most fantasy points. They're only owned at 38% of leagues. Kansas City Chiefs, fourth straight game in double digits. The Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland gives up the second most fantasy points. They're only in 40% of leagues. Cincinnati, only owned in 61% of leagues. St. Louis gives up the sixth most. Oakland, mm. 7% owned. Tennessee gives up the absolute most. <laughs> and as I said, I picked up the Giants everywhere I could. So those are options for you. I like it. Monday night game, Baltimore Ravens, 3-7 and seven at the Cleveland Browns, 2-8. and eight. Closing time. <laughs> I've been waiting all week to hear what your thoughts about Mike Tutton and Johnny Menzel. Oh, start. it's coming, but we have to start with Doomsday first, which is the Ravens are broken. Broken. So I, sad. There is, like, no team no. sadder than the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the Chargers are number two. Sure, sure. This is sad. This is a sad thing. The Ravens. So, uh, it's just painful. All right. Uh, let's start with this. Joe Flacco is out for the season with a torn ACL and MCL. He finished the game on it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is the first time the Ravens are going to be led by someone other than Joe Flacco since December 30th, 2007. Insert Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. (laughs) Ashley's lover. Why do I have to hear his name? (laughs) Why? Is the new guy in town? Cleveland gives up the third most points to quarterbacks, but no. seriously, I don't know. Just don't show up to no. his house and be a jerk. Don't do that. Rule one. Right. Just a reminder from last year or two years ago. It was two years ago. A crazy fan went to Matt Schaub's house to tell him how bad I mean, he was. I mean, I get it. His home, but don't do it. So sad. Don't do I that. understand the temptation. Cleveland. Yeah, this is a great matchup for them, but there's no, just you can't th- there's no one to play <laughs> except for Kamar Aiken. Cleveland gives up the fifth most points to opposing wide receivers. Kamar Aiken and Chris Givens are decent. Chris Givens is a little more yeah. touch and go because I don't know about Matt Schaub's situation, but Matt Schaub's going to lean on Kamar Aiken. He's the target guy. And then Crockett Gilmore is getting a ton of targets too. Tight end. If you're if you're Love streaming it. tight ends, hello. Love him. Eight targets for 101 yards versus the tough St. Louis defense last week. I think that, you know, those short passes, we know Schaub loves yeah. them. 
Uh, last piece of sad news that affects everyone is that Justin Forsett oh. is out for the season with a broken arm. Same, Same game. Oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He went down with a broken arm. Javorius Buck Allen, he goes by Buck, but I his real name is Javorius, uh, will replace him. And I think he's a great play this yes. week. Cleveland gives up the fifth most points to opposing running backs. And when he went in there, he carried the ball 22 times for 67 yards and caught five of his six targets for 48 yards. He had a full workload, and he yep. was fine. So I'm okay with that. Now the Browns. <laughs> I love that this is Monday Night Football. Uh, this is so good. Insert voice uh, Mike here. Patton had one of the craziest, most honest, seething with disdain press <laughs> conferences I have ever seen in my entire life. Did you guys no, see it? No, but I've Tell me you saw it. it. Okay. Well, I'm going to post it as well on our Facebook page because it's just too good. Um, we've been saying this, though, since the beginning, before, the preseason of 2014. This guy hates Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel's on the third string. Austin Davis is the second string. They're starting Josh McCown. And basically, they he's has insinuated that he said to Johnny Menzel straight up, just keep your nose clean during the bye week. And he couldn't do it. It's unbelievable. Couldn't do but it. But then part of me was kind of like, it's Matt, unbelievable. you know, He's Mike Penn must have been like, finally, you cannot argue with me when these pictures show up of him part in the bye week. Back to McCown. He did say he went directly to the owners and that they support him in this decision and that this is something that But it needs to be done for Johnny Menzel, too. He needs to pull together and realize that you it is a privilege to play in the NFL and that you had a wrong responsibility to, like, literally lay low in the bye week and you still couldn't do it. How little do you care about your job? He said this was about losing trust, and he says, I say this to my guys all the time, you lose trust in buckets and you regain it in drops, and that's where we are right now. I love that line. That's great. Not great for Johnny Mansell. That's a great right. line. Oh yeah. no, it's not great for Johnny Mansell. So, um, <laughs> but uh, let me tell you something. This is great for anyone who can take a chance on Josh McCown. Baltimore Ravens give the third most points to opposing quarterbacks. They were the number one at giving away points until Derek Carr imploded last week. That's how bad Derek Carr was. So, either way you slice it, not good or. Very good if you right. play Josh McCown. Uh, also, Baltimore gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Travis Benjamin, you know, he's a desperate option, but got 11 targets last week. I think they're trying to work him back in. He did get a lot of great games under Josh McCown. He's not just a Johnny Menzel play. And then going back to yeah. loving Gary Barnage. This is the best news for all us Gary Barnage lovers out there. We were like, yeah. Because it was a little up and down with the Johnny football thing. So he's back. Great. They give it the fifth fewest things. To I don't. I'm not even gonna give you stats. It's Gary Barnett. Love him. Feel great about it. And then you know what? Duke Johnson. We'll get a little more of him because for some reason Johnny also hated Duke Johnson. He hates Mike Pettin, and he hates Duke Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but Duke Johnson. And you know what? It's interesting. Baltimore is tough against running backs, but they're easier against running backs to catch the ball versus the ones that just run. So Isaiah Carroll will get those touches that are so annoying. But I think they're going to stop him, and I think that Duke Johnson is going to be the one that gets any of the play there. So if you have Duke Johnson, hold on to him when you're going into the playoffs. Um, unless, of course, you can get Javorius Allen or someone that's you know going to be a starter for sure. But uh, I think that down the stretch, I think, I think they're trying to incorporate like him more. 
Love him. Awesome. Week 12, ladies. In the books, no teams on buys. Sorry, you have no excuse for having to play Stevie Johnson this week, people. True story. (laughs) Been there. I was just talking about myself. Awesome, you guys. If you didn't hear enough of us, make sure to hop on to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. You can give us a call. We'll answer your questions. You can also tweet us at HerFantasyFB and message us on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Well, ladies, it's been a it's been a blast. Been a blast. Yeah. Yes. Until week thirteen, everybody. No more faking it. <laughs>